This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7, the ticket veteran and Ortega connoisseur, Jake Bakoven. I like Ortega and I like Pepper. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. It is the Ticket Water Cooler time here on the block with Strick and Bach, and the Ticket Water Cooler is sponsored. Yay! It is sponsored by Colligan Water, the official water cooler of 93.7 The Ticket. Actually, we've used them for seven years now, so call them today to get your own water cooler for your office. Call today, 402-251-2309, or go online to colliganlincoln.com. Some Colligan Water right here in this very hydro flask. Oh, that's right. Kept it in there overnight, still nice and crisp, delicious water. <laughs> oh, it always has been. I've, uh, I have I usually, I mean, I remember in the past, um, you know, worrying about it. it's just nice to be in the office knowing that there's always water there right i mean it, it, i understand bring that, something in well i understand that lincoln tap water is is drink you can drink it but yeah there's something about it that just tastes a little metallic so to get it out of the <laughs> out of the, the fountain what do you what do you call those water jug water cooler <laughs> I, I, out of the water cooler yeah much better. Much you, you just feel better drinking. Oh, it tastes so good. Yeah, you can drink as much as you want. You don't have to feel uh, guilty about it whatsoever. And if anyone who knows me around the office knows that I've recently developed a catchphrase, tell people to go drink some water after they leave. Uh, and I love water, so drink as much water as possible. Why is that catchphrase? Because it's, it's healthy for you. I'm just telling. Oh, yeah. I, I tell people oh, to have fun, leave. and I tell them to drink some water because I want you to have fun <laughs> with whatever you're doing, and I want you to be healthy. I have a friend that just uh, recently told me he doesn't really drink water because he doesn't like the taste. See, I, I don't like the taste either. It's just I, water. There's I not fla- much taste to I, it. I flavor my water. Yeah, that's and fair. And that's all I drink is water. So I'm incredibly hydrated. I used to never drink water. Now it's the only thing I drink. What did you drink when you didn't drink water? Uh, you just try to avoid drinking anything. So <laughs> just it's all together. Yeah. So I would I would like drink water when I would do sports. You know, because you're, yeah, you're you dying. Need water, and you don't really care what it tastes like. And then for dinner, I drink milk. I was a I was a milk drinker at uh, dinner. <laughs> so fair enough. But there's some there's some things that don't doesn't pair with milk too well. Like if you're eating spaghetti, you don't want milk. Absolutely, you want some milk. Are you, <laughs> you still, me? you still go with milk there. <laughs> How are you supposed to have strong bones, Bach? <laughs> Chocolate milk. That's what I always did. I always tainted the milk and made it taste like a, d- a dessert. Chocolate milk's the best way to go. I still get that, and I get some weird looks if I order that because I don't really drink beer. I'm not a big alcohol drinker, so if we go out, you know, usually I'll get like a Dr Pepper, so I don't look too strange. But uh, or Mr Pib, more of a Mr Pib guy, uh, but nobody really has Mr Pib. In any case, yeah, sometimes I'll order, like, chocolate milk, and they'll think I'm, like, a ch- child, or they bring me, like, a child cup of chocolate milk. I I'll, I, I wouldn't look at you weird. I love chocolate milk. There's one chocolate milk that they make in Fargo, North Dakota. It's called Cascalay Swiss-style chocolate milk. The best you'll ever drink. 
<laughs> it is the best. <laughs> I'll have to try something uh, because I am a, I'm a connoisseur of chocolate milk. I used to have a map that I would take with me on hockey weekends to figure out which gas stations and which towns could get me that chocolate milk and or wouldn't oh give me. Yeah. You were very dedicated. Yeah, I, I like it was like it wasn't hand drawn. I printed out a map in North Dakota and I like highlighted it. <laughs> Are you more of a, a Hershey's guy or a Nesquik guy? Avoid both at all costs. I don't know. I, I Nesquik is okay. I haven't had a lot of. If it's the Nesquik powder, absolutely not. If it's the if it's syrup on both sides, you can't really go wrong because they taste exactly the same. Oh yeah. Well, I don't think so. I, I I've always been a Nesquik guy. I think that little bunny on the on the front. I think he helps. I don't know what he does. They used to run commercials with him in it, but I don't really remember what he did. I remember the Trix Rabbit. He was always trying to keep his tricks away from the kids. But the Nesquik Rabbit, I think helped. I think he helped the the cause. I'm not sure. I don't remember. <laughs> and Hershey's doesn't have one. That's uh. By the way, I was gonna bring up this too. Um, just because there's not too much going on. Our big our big topic is uh, Husker basketball versus Ohio State postponed. So uh, we, obviously we can talk for hours about a game that's postponed. Uh, yeah, th- we're thanking th- the Lord that we don't have to witness another Nebraska Ohio State beatdown tonight. <laughs> that's what we're doing. We're, it's, it'll be another night where we can just, you know, casually sip our Kool Aid for the football off season. <laughs> yeah, you know, look, look low, low, our, low Smo isn't leaving. Look we got Chubba. Three and nine. We got Casey. We got Anthony Grant. That's right. You know, honestly, off season, off season national champs, four years in a row. <laughs> you can extend that. It's it's, bas- it's basically every year you hype yourself up. And I used to do this, and especially um, the Bo Pelini era was fun because you because eventually you kind of got to the point where it's like, well, they'll probably win nine or ten. So you would really just kind of combat yourself and and talk yourself into ten eventually by the time the summer hit. Well, you know, they they always won the games that they they were supposed m- to were win, supposed to win. Yeah. So you just got to convince yourself, hey, yeah. hey, you know. Wisconsin, like the year Braxton Miller got hurt, I was like certain if Nebraska had to play Ohio State, we were taking them down because there's no way they have another guy as good as Braxton Miller. Oh no, they had two other guys as good as Braxton Miller, <laughs> yeah, they and then they won, and guys. then they won the national championship. They ended up moving Braxton Miller to wide receiver. That's yeah. how good that quarterback room was. That, that, that was an amazing team and a fun, a fun time. But o- overall, uh, you know, I always, I always, I, I do. I, I eventually get to the Kool Aid. It, it usually takes till summer. I was. I've had a hard time getting there the last couple of years um, just because there hasn't been too much off-season noise or, or kind of acquisitions, um, and this year is completely different. And we'll talk about that, too, um, at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. It's just how much Kool-Aid can you drink right now because as far as the spring game goes, it's weird um, because there, there's certain spring games you look forward to, like, Coach Frost first spring game, obviously bringing him back when Bo Pelini brought a cat on the field. But those sort of things, they you know, especially the cat thing, you didn't know that was coming. Um, so there's just usually not you, – you're excited because it's football, but you know you're not going to get a whole lot of the spring game. This year there's so many early enrollees, so many positions open. You haven't seen half the guys play, so you're going to really break it down through the spring game. I'm pumped for the spring game this year. It can't come soon enough. Uh, aren't? We always pump for the spring game. Not like this, though. Now there's open positions, a quarterback battle, um, you know, a bunch of guys that we've just never seen, basically, um, that we expect, you know, which ones are going to hit and which ones aren't. Um, you can drink the Kool-Aid and think every every guy's going to end up being an all-Big Ten player, but usually, even in the portal, you're hitting 50%, hopefully, uh, for strong, uh, uh, you know, help out of the portal as far as guys. And, and you expect when you go the Juco route or the portal route, obviously, guys that have played that they're ready for the division one level, but that's not necessarily the case either. There's, there's a few guys from the portal that they've grabbed that don't have a whole lot of experience. What I'm keenly watching is what, uh, 
uh, unproven slash slightly obscure player is going to flash the spring game like a Wyatt Mazur oh, that's in his first good, couple yeah. of years or a Brody Bell. Those are, those are the storylines I like to watch the spring game for because you'll see this guy in the triple the triple striped jersey just absolutely tearing up the defense. You're like, all right, who is this? Oh, you know, we're going to see a lot of this guy. Never see him for the rest of the season. They're just completely gone. It's like they, they left the team. And then you get to him the next year. They do it again. Like, okay, this is his year. And then nothing. And then finally, senior year, White Missouri, we see a ton of him. <laughs> Brody Belt, we saw a ton of him last year after flashing in the spring game two years prior. So if we want to know who's going to be the the heart and soul of the team in two years, we need to watch the spring game this year. I don't know if I would I think you could do a betting pool on this, honestly. It would be incredibly interesting. Like Maybe limit it to only people from Nebraska that don't have scholarships. <laughs> Just walk-ons from Nebraska, who's going to flash? I think it would be incredibly interesting. It would be. It, it's, hard to, it's hard to pick those guys out, um, but uh, they do. They show up every year. I like the uh, – even it can even happen with scholarship players. Um, you might be too young for this, but Jamal Turner uh, had a, had a, like an early first quarter touchdown – and it was his first season on campus, and he like did a, a flip into the end zone, and he was wearing number ten. So we're all just going, "That's Deshaun Jackson. That's the next Deshaun Jackson." Uh, and of course, it didn't play out that way. Always interested what it would have been like if Jamal Turner stayed at quarterback. I remember the uh, Tanner Lee uh, spring game. I think he threw a uh, a, a flag route to J.D. Spielman on the money, forty-five yards for a touchdown. Oh, yeah. Whoa! I was just like, oh, <laughs> "That's the connection right there." We're we're going national championship three years in a row with these two, and it, it was a good, it was a lethal connection. JD Spielman was oh god most receiving yards by a Big Ten freshman, and you know Tanner Lee led the NCAA in, uh, in interceptions again. and pick yeah. sixes. But yeah, I mean, it was it was lethal as soon as they were down by <laughs> twenty one at least. Then they could really connect. I mean, JD Spielman hit that year. Tanner Lee not so much, but it was still. I remember very vividly that play. I. It was, it wasn't like a moss, but he threw it like right over the defender, perfect ball, and I, I, I'd never seen a quarterback play that good in my entire life. After, you know, I mean, obviously I had because Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is my quarterback's my favorite team, but that that Tanner Lee play, I was convinced that we were we were winning the national championship. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever, ever convinced of that, but I was certainly convinced that he was going to be. Uh, you know, you would. We always do this where we break down. You see a throw like that, and you say that's an NFL throw. You know, you make it like a sideline route across the field. That's an NFL throw. Um, you know, and that separates those guys. The, the problem is, you just can't. I mean, maybe you can capably make one of those, but if you consistently can't, you know, read the read the defense very well, um, then I think that. Uh, you know, the NFL throw can only go so far, but it is impressive. I mean, you can put together a nice um, tape, I think, for Tanner Lee, especially. Just keep that scoreboard off of it, right? Don't let anybody know how much they were down. Him and J.D. Spielman did end up being a lethal connection. And I don't want to pick on them too much because it was kind of nah, – that wasn't fun. But, it, I mean, they're former Huskers, so you, you still support them. But, um, yeah, that didn't turn out. How weird is it that – after you know, since switching to the two thousand in two thousand three, switching over into two thousand four, going away from that option offense, a lot of the idea was, um, you know, you're not going to be able to recruit NFL quarterbacks to that system uh, if you stay in the option. And all these years later, they've had one quarterback drafted, and it was probably the worst quarterback amongst the groups that they. Hey, had. he had massive hands. Okay, that's <laughs> dude had huge hands, and then he got drafted to the warmest weather city in America. Where yeah. that doesn't matter. Uh, Kodoba guy, your answer is Bach. Bach is the biggest Kool-Aid salesman in this entire station. And it's funny, too, because I'm I'm kind of 
I'm I watch I watch wrestling, so I use these terms. But I'm I'm turning face, I suppose. I'm usually the heel, where I'll poke at, at why you you think that they can win eight or nine games, and I'll poke at why that's not going to happen. But when they're three and nine, what am I doing? If I'm just poking at at, at a, like kicking a guy when he's down? Yeah, it's 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 already it's already dead. So why why <laughs> yeah. beat it? Well, I'd be like, yeah, there's just there's no reason to. And and I don't know. I I think that I'm I I've talked about it before. I they've done enough in this offseason for me to go okay this year five thing it's worth it they needed to they needed to, to get something a, a proven offensive coordinator or um you know you know just kind of check off some of those uh, those boxes right that you that you wanted to see that this was worth a year five they got a, a, a proven quarterback in those sort of things was going to be necessary for me to say this is this is worth saving money basically and going into year five um so that yeah, I mean, I can I can drink some Kool Aid this off season, but the weird thing is usually the Kool Aid is getting you to the the level of I think they can win eight or nine games. I think they can compete in the Big Ten West. I'm it's going to be hard to convince anybody that coming off a three and nine season, back to back, basically worst teams in the Big Ten West in consecutive years. Um, so my Kool Aid is trying to get to the to convince myself and everybody else that we can win six or seven games. Nebraska, not we. I don't really help too much, but Nebraska can win six or seven games this year, um, and that's I, I think is the the at least it has to be the bare minimum. I know s- separate people will say different things, maybe seven games, um, but I think and we'll talk about this later too. But I want to get your thoughts on it. Um, I think if they win six games and if they get to a bowl game, that's not what we hope, it's not what we expect. But if you're being honest. Um, it's hard to imagine that kind of just throwing all this stuff together is just going to work um, and had midseason form from the beginning, right? So you're going to have to take some time, and, and, and really, all, more than anything, you're just going to have to show promise along with a bowl game to, to, to get moving. But uh, I've seen some people say, you know, seven wins, that's got to be the bare minimum. I'm still thinking if, if you win six and you lose some close games um, and you have some promise with this new package that you put together, it's going to be hard. I mean that's improvement. You haven't done that in five years. I think that's, that's that'll probably get it done for another year in this uh, experiment. Another go around for round two for Sco- Coach Frost. I don't think it's like seven wins as in seven and five. I think it's like if you get to six and six, you need to win the bowl game. You need that bowl win. But that's what we're putting it on. Whether you win a bowl game, where half the people will be opted out. I, can you take? <laughs> can you take another season of sub five hundred football from Nebraska? Just frame it that way. Yeah. We were either above 500 or below 500. But six and seven compared to above seven and 500, six. Above 500, that's definitive. That's better than his career percentage, uh, his career win percentage <laughs> in Nebraska. Below 500, that's basically what he's already been doing for us. I know, but if it's six and seven, I mean, it's a big difference. It's kind of silly because these small things, like I, I can sit here and say six and seven is not that bad, but five and seven, he's got to go, right? I mean, so it's because he wouldn't have made a bull at that time. Um, so you can... Uh, it's kind of funny just where we make our breaking points, but I I, I think that there's just kind of this whole thought, and I keep repeating it because I believe it to be true. You have one year to fix this thing. You have one year at least to show promise, but that... Um, that one, you know, kind of what uh, what what Trev Albert said um, is this this metric that he has, and now we're all just left to speculate what is that metric. Um, and I think it's smart not to release. We need seven wins, otherwise we're 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 crashing this thing to a, you know the floor. Whereas you know maybe in the second half of the season you get a big win. Um, you're you know Coach Whipple has you know things rolling with his with his quarterbacks. You're just gonna cut it off because you're six and seven, and you and even if there's promise and it's finally like the most promise you've had in the Frost era, you're just going to be done with it because you, we put this metric out preseason? I don't th- I don't think so. I Well, I mean, 
listen, I want above 500. So that's that's the real mark. They're not the bowl win. The bowl win, who cares about the bowl? Okay, if they if they will go 7 and but 6 and lose the bowl, <laughs> I'm okay with that. I just want to be above 500. If they go 6 and 7 and lose the bowl, though, that's the situation I'm putting you in. Yeah, if they lose the bowl, fire him. <laughs> What if someone I was ready to fire him two years ago after the <laughs> I, COVID I know, season. I know, yeah. Maybe I shouldn't be asking you. I mean, I was, I'm was. i right there with you. After I, 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 I've I, been stating all along, um, I would have waited till the season played out. And at 3-7, and seven, I wouldn't have made that my decision. Yes, he's coming back for sure. I would have waited to see how it played out. And then probably after the way that Iowa debacle went down, I, hope this I would have Corey. moved on. But um, Corey texted in. I hope, yes. No, oh, it's not Corey. It's Chris. We're happy for Chris, too. <laughs> Chris is on the Haunt of Lincoln Hotline, 402-464-5685. That's the Haunt of Lincoln Hotline if you want to call in. Uh, Start a Heyman text line, same number, 402-464-5685 if you want to chime in on this discussion. Chris, how you doing? Um, great. I've been called far worse than that. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, six, you know, if they go 6-6 six and six on, with this really easy schedule and then lose a bowl game, especially if they if they get, you know, get whooped in the bowl game, I don't think that necessarily saves Frost's job. But I think a seven-win season does, whether it's the seventh win in a bowl game or they go seven and five and lose in the bowl game. I mean, uh, completely different uh, scenarios. I mean, we're not playing a tough schedule. Um, so, you know, we should be able to win seven, maybe even eight games um, and, you know, hopefully get this thing go in the right direction, but it's just sad that they can't develop quarterbacks because that's what all this quarterback transfer portal stuff is. They're saying that we have no ability to develop quarterbacks. Adrian didn't in four years. We didn't develop um, uh, Smothers, and and Heinrich Hardberg's not developing, so we got to go find somebody because all these guys were, well, especially Smothers and uh, and some other guys were, were highly sought after four-star quarterbacks and and, you know, our, our staff has not had any ability. So hopefully that changes with the new guy coming in, uh, with the, the, the toilet paper guy. Uh, yeah, Whipple. Uh, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Whipple, yeah. Um, hopefully he, he changes that and, and turns another cheek, so to speak. Yeah, so. there you go. I like, uh, I like the incorporation there at the end with the toilet paper guy. Um, thanks for the call, Chris. Uh, you know, and, and I completely agree. I think seven wins basically is going to get it done. Um, there's no uh, – it's hard to imagine a scenario in which it doesn't um, too much. I guess there is the possibility, and I've been saying this, with the easier schedule, There's, a, I mean, there's a pretty good possibility they're not as good – as they were last year at three and nine, right? What if they don't look as aesthetically pleasing? They they don't they don't score as many points. They just happen to have an easier schedule and win some games that that they didn't this year that they didn't capitalize on. But when they play the Michigans, they lose to Iowa and Wisconsin again. Those type of those other things that Nebraska has not been able to get over. Um, I, maybe there's a possibility seven's not good enough either. But it'd have to be a pretty bad seven win team, like a. Pretty ugly-looking seven-win team. I think Chris articulated what I was saying a little bit uh, cleaner than what I was saying, but you know, he said that it, it seven wins is kind of the mark, and if you get there in the bowl game, you're not going to split hairs over when it happened. Just because it was an extra game doesn't mean uh, it's not the seventh win. So that's that's kind of what I was saying. You kind seven wins is the benchmark, and I and Chris keyed on another point that you know I figure 
is kind of a use of universal thing because we've talked it to death, but it is an easier schedule than it was last year mm-hmm. on, the, on the principle that you don't have, like you're still playing a big 10 schedule and the big 10 is still the best conference in football, but you're not yeah. playing the three best teams from the big 10. You got to tone that down. You're playing so, the big 10 West. I just said the big 10 was the best conference. In football. I know, but, but when you play in the big 10 West, as much as I love the big 10 West and I really do I like the style, I like the grittiness there was one team ranked uh, out of the Big Ten West by the end of the year, and it was Iowa, who just got shellacked by Michigan. Why aren't you drinking my Big Ten Kool-Aid box? I will. I mean, I'll, I will as the offseason progresses, I, I suppose, uh, because I do love the Big Ten West. But I have to. But I also, on the other hand, I, I'm just a realist. Okay, the Big Twelve North was not the Big Twelve South. The Big Ten West still has not had a title holder. And what are we? What did it start? 2014. We're going to go a decade into it without the Big Ten West winning one of these titles, probably. East-West, leaders, legends, doesn't matter. Big Ten, best conference in football. <laughs> and Based on what, your agreement is is because Purdue beat Tennessee. Or your argument is because Purdue beat because, Tennessee, arguably, in one the of big, the The Big game. Ten has, has 10 to 11 teams that are better than 10 to 11 teams in the SEC, just because the SEC has two to three teams that are better than the best two to three teams in the big 10 that's a pretty big means deal nothing <laughs> i think it should be you, you can wait it however you want but eventually our quantity will overcome their quality <laughs> okay i do think that the big 10 those teams like i said kind of the gritty um you know the iowas the wisconsin the minnesotas um it's it's more stable right you know what you're going to get from a, from game to game um as opposed to kind of having some of those flashy offenses that maybe out in the pac 12 when you go up against a big 10 defense and we've seen that in bowl games over the years um just because it's not flashy doesn't mean it's not good but it does seemingly have a ceiling to it to a degree unless you can get the you know the better athletes in in play which maybe nebraska can that's been that's my blueprint all along though which i want to see if they go away from frost is look like a big 10 west team recruit better than a big 10 west team and i think from there you should be i mean that's a pretty good formula i think in this division you know you know who uh, coaches a big 10 style and knows how to win in the big 10 Jim Harbaugh? <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. Uh, Luke Fickle. You Luke know? Fickle, yeah. One season as the interim coach at Ohio State went 6-6, six and six, so uh, he's already got a better season than Scott Frost at, <laughs> in the Big Ten. That's and usually used against him, so, but yeah, uh, I guess in this case. So Luke Fickle, I think we, I think Nebraska needs to take a hard, uh, a hard look at uh, the coach of Cincinnati, and he already missed out on his dream job in Notre Dame. That job went to Marcus Freeman, so I think there's a real shot there. Ryan Day doesn't look in trouble at Ohio State, you know? Maybe he wants to get back into the best conference in football. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. It's it's weird because you have to question where Nebraska is right now. I mean, would a, a Luke Fickle take that job? That doesn't seem like that doesn't seem like the big move he's probably when, waiting when for. When he was a college football player, Nebraska was a top team. That's still that's, right. that's still in his head. I love the old coaches that come in and say that. Mark Whipple, I think, did that again. But the the older guys that remember the history, I think Applewhite did it too. Is uh, is just growing up talking about Nebraska. That's get, that gets us going. We like that. That's the Kool Aid right there. <laughs> that's the Kool Aid. This is the ticket water cooler brought to you by Colligan Water. Call today at 402-251-2309 or go online to colliganlincoln.com if you need some water for your office or at home. Uh, we will take a quick break. When we come back on the Ticket Water Cooler on On the Block, uh, we'll get into a little bit of the NFL playoffs uh, in, 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 in honor of Big Sky. Talk about some of our pa- favorite Packers of all time. Amon Green, a lot of people's favorite Packer, was on the captain today. So uh, tying it all together. We'll be right back here on the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket.